Hi guys, I'm Aishwarya, a 24-year-old from India, welcoming you to my brand new podcast Unfiltered Coffee Conversations. Here we talk about life, travel, finances, success, failures, careers and lots more. So come join me in this episode. All right then. So today I'm going to be talking mostly about my childhood in Saudi Arabia and the big cultural shift I went through after moving to India. Some things I still cherish and some things when I look back get me so annoyed and irritated about the place. But no, we'll talk about the good stuff first. To begin, I spent the first 15 to 16 years of my life in Saudi Arabia, right? So, although I grew up in a very conservative societal setup, so to say, we lived in a pretty vibrant community, right? I had neighbors from Pakistan, Hyderabad, Kerala, Chennai, Delhi, Mumbai, Tanzania, I think even Sudan, a lot of the countries. So, we didn't really feel alienated most of the times. In fact, I don't ever remember feeling alienated or isolated in fact because of the exposure i had i was introduced to a lot of the cultures quite early on in my life yeah so coming back i lived in the city al qasim which is about 300 kilometers from the capital city riyadh my dad worked as an engineer in saudi electricity company he's retired and he's back in india in chennai with us and my mom taught physics still continues to teach physics those who know know that she is a brilliant physics teacher so yeah it was a pretty much a very cozy setup that we have had and obviously the government sorry sorry not the government it's a monarch i meant the king has a lot of money a lot of money a shit ton of money right and it was pretty much a taxless country now when i think about it and i see a part of my income go towards income tax i feel like ah uh, i think it's time to move to another tax free country lol just kidding or maybe not anyways coming back to the point there are a couple of things i still keep very close to my heart and some that i absolutely detest so let's start with or let's yeah how do we put it across yeah i think i think it's best if we do the good things first and then the bad things right because it did have a lot of good things okay first would be luxury man it was a very luxurious life and i'm not talking to the point where everyone owned a bmw no that was dubai where everyone owns a bmw and it didn't even it wasn't even a big deal after a point luxury here i'm talking about is in terms of food the comfort having the ac on wherever you go and by the way ac in such countries becomes a necessity you know as the weather conditions can get pretty harsh so i'm talking about luxury in that sense and it was all you know the the kiri cheese for those who stayed know about this cheese that you get it is like this thick creamy cheese that you cannot find it here anyway that's one second thing is also somewhat similar to my previous point but this time i'm talking about luxury in terms of time now i don't know if this is a culture in most of the 
Asian countries or the Southeast Asian countries. But concepts like, you know, work-life balance does exist in, in the West, so to say. Of course, in certain situations, there were times when my parents worked beyond their work timings. But it was never a routine, right? It was only in situations where there was a launch happening or there was an event happening. It was never a thing, you know, it was not a weekly thing or a monthly thing where this would happen. In fact, even in schools, our days would start at 7.30 and end at 1.30. We would be home by lunch, watch some TV, nap and have enough time to study and end our day by 9.30-10. Third, this one is pretty random, but if you, but if any of you is like, is a stationary holder like me, then Saudi is a gold place. You will get anything and everything you like. All in all, it's a great place to shop from as such. Electronics are available at great prices. People are super duper nice. At least the ones I've interacted with. In fact, I'm still in touch with a lot of people. And we constantly keep a check on how one's doing. So I think that's pretty cool. Now talking about the things I didn't particularly like. The funny thing is, when I look back now, I'm actually appalled that these things even existed back then. Maybe they, maybe some of them even do till date. And yeah, they, these were the things that were norm in 2012. I'm talking about 9 years ago, 10 years ago, right? Damn, it's been 9 years, okay? I'm, I'm really hoping that some of them did change. So first one is that, you know, I had to go to every place with my father. Almost 95-97% of your traveling would take place with a male guardian. Not that I needed one because I was told to have one. And I'm really hoping that things might have changed and women can travel without quote-unquote needing a male counterpart. Oh my god, this is this still gets me a lot. Second one. Well, the second one is also equally bad but I'm really hoping that these things have changed. Women couldn't, at least back in 2012, I can think of only three career options women had back then. And I'm talking about 2012, huh? we are still in the 21st century. One is a doctor, teacher, banker. I don't think there were any options only there. Because see, to even take up a career in other field, you had to travel on your own. And your husband or brother or relative would be working somewhere else. So... Commute-wise, it didn't really make sense. So a doctor, teacher, banker was something that quite fit the narrative of the society. Most of the ones that I'm mentioning also are the white-collar jobs. I'm not talking about uh, the the supermarket or the the store the store supermarket uh, manager or uh, the parlor lady. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the white-collar jobs here. Not again, not throwing shade at others. I'm just saying that in today's day and age when we have so many more options back 10 years ago which is not think about it it's not a very long time ago they didn't have those many third is for decades i think this did change in 2018 and i'm so happy about it but for decades it was i think the only country in the world where driving was illegal for women Hmm. okay why why was it illegal? Like, what would we do with the car, right? Driving the car was only for the men. And I don't even know, I don't even understand 
where this law is coming from what is it coming from who designed these laws did they ask women do you want to drive or were they just told that no you can't drive and they just need to shut up and listen to it but i think finally in 2018 i'm so happy that they that you know this at least this bad or wrong i mean i don't know bad aspect i would i will definitely call it a bad aspect has turned into a good one so yay for that all in all i think they did make some changes some good and incredible changes about it while even scrolling through instagram i see that they're actively promoting tourism which which is crazy because you know 10 years back entertainment was banned like you wouldn't see movie theaters and all and now if they're going to if they are going about promoting tourism i think it's a pretty huge step so reflecting back i genuinely had a good time i genuinely had a wonderful time but probably it was the community that i grew up that i loved my time so much would i go back now hmm maybe not not really because once you've tasted what freedom is like it's hard to go back to being heavily dependent on people around you for basic chores making money yeah like basic stuff i feel the narrative of saudi women needs to change and i also see it changing to some extent but there obviously needs a lot of more work done in that area because they're actually one of the smartest people i've met with this we've reached the end of the episode if my fellow friends from saudi are listening to this hi guys let me know what you think of it and i'll see you soon in the next one take care and bye